0: Hello and welcome to my podcast, Understanding Children and Teens. I'm Judy Bartkoviak and I run NLP and EFT Kids. I'm a trainer and a children and teens therapist and the author of a number of books. One of them is in the Engaging NLP series of workbooks. And this one that I'm looking at today is called Engaging NLP for Parents It's quite a simple, um, easy to read workbook with a number of exercises. So, for busy parents, this is an ideal dip into the world of NLP, and it's a much quicker read than some of my other books, which, dare I say it, are quite lengthy and much more in depth. So, let's start with the first presupposition of NLP. Uh, these presuppositions were created by Richard Bandler and John Grinder back in the heavens, the 60s, when they developed uh, neuro-linguistic programming. They were trying to find whether they could sort of code excellence. Um, they were intrigued by the fact that people with apparently similar skills and abilities could. Um, produced quite different results and that it didn't seem to be simply a matter of maybe copying a technique or a structure or strategy but that actually it may have to do with the underlying belief about doing that thing so um This one is uh, the first of these presuppositions and I think possibly the most important although it does tend to depend on the client I'm with at the time and, and which of these presuppositions tends to particularly apply. So this one is if you always do what you've always done then you'll always get what you've always got. So I'm sure we've all heard of this but I'll take it a little slower. If you always do what you've always done, then you will always get what you've always got. Which means basically that if you keep repeating the same pattern, the same behaviour, you will basically get the same result. Um, And there are a number of ways that I explain this to children and um, one of the ways is actually to talk about snow. And to talk about, uh, you know, remembering the time when there was snow in the garden, maybe last year, the year before or whatever. We don't have snow very often in the UK, so most children do remember it. If you're listening to this from maybe the US or or Canada or somewhere where you have a lot of snow, um, then this perhaps wouldn't work so well. You may have to think of another analogy. But I say if you remember the time when there was a lot of snow in the garden, And you step outside, maybe the snow goes over your welly boots and gets your socks wet. Um, But after a while, you keep walking the same path through the snow and it treads down. It forms a path and you sort of can make your way to the gate or to the the swing or whatever, Um, because you form a path by repeating the same pattern um, with our wellies in the snow. And of course, that's a bit like our neural pathways. It's like, oh, this is the way we do it. Um, And even if it may not necessarily work, um, we still keep doing it. And this particularly happens in times of stress. Um, So we we might keep on um, nagging our child to do their homework because we're feeling stressed. And it's very hard to step away from that and say to ourselves, hang on a sec, this isn't actually working, why don't I think of a different way? And of course it's the same for children, they may approach a a problem in the schoolwork in exactly the same way, but when we use the same belief, um, each time we'll get the same result and the thing that we need to change really is the belief that we have about it. So this is a great uh, presupposition to talk about um, with children and teens and it's often Um, a point of conversation with them when we first start working together to talk about those things and sort of having a little laugh together about how we might repeat the same thing like mom can I have a new phone or dad you know can I have this or can I do this can I stay up later do I have to do my homework do I have to eat my veg and so on and they ask the same things and you give them the same answer. So, and um, we have a, a bit of a conversation about that, and we talk about the neural pathways, and talk a little bit actually about neuroplasticity and how actually we can change our pathways, and we can think differently. We can uh, we can hold a different belief, and that beliefs aren't facts. And we might talk about things that they may have believed perhaps when they were small children, um, and things that they no longer believe. So they may have perhaps believed in the tooth fairy or Father Christmas, or um, that they couldn't walk, or that they couldn't do spell a particular word. And of course, experience, patience, repeating, doing it, trying things from a different a different way um, can change the result. So this um, this uh, presupposition is all about um, the fact that if the results you're getting, such as your child's behaviour, is not what you want then you must change your own behaviour in order to get a different result. So that's quite important. A lot of parents continue um, saying the same things, getting annoyed about the same things, trying the same tactics to get their children to brush their teeth, go to bed, not do this, do that, etc. But actually, um, we can't control others in that way. Um, The way to get them to change their behaviour is to change the way we ask. And so uh, it's it's about um, a new way of thinking, doing something different. And when we do something different, we get a different result. So the first way to do this is to decide what results you want. You know, there could be any number of results, such as children doing what they're told, not throwing things, shouting and so on. So think of a situation that occurs frequently in your family that you'd like to change and just write it down. I want to change dot, dot, dot. It may be something that you want to discuss with your partner. Uh, maybe they want to change the same thing. and Maybe um, you can work on different things that are important to you. Uh, remember, though, that it's important to think about what you do want, not what you don't want. Um, so it, when when I say I want to change, um, this is what we want to change something to, not to stop something happening. So now think about what you'd like to happen. What's your desirable outcome? and write that down. What I want to happen is dot, dot, dot. And you may have different views about what you want to happen. Just work them through one at a time, though. What I want to happen is for such and such, for so and so to do this, or for bedtime to be peaceful and calm, or for teeth to be brushed without it being a a battle. Um, So, you know, if, if that's without a battle, instead of putting in the negative thing, the teeth to be brushed just automatically um, and happily. Uh, when you decide on what results you want you need to be quite specific and get to the detail what exactly do you want, from whom, when and in what way. So precisely what do you want to happen and from whom, when and in what way. So write down I want dot 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 write down exactly what you want to happen sometimes you know it can be quite hard to think about what you want to happen when you've been focusing such a lot on what you don't want to happen you know it's like I don't want there to be a a fight at bedtime I don't want there to be an argument every mealtime actually when we think about so what do you want what is the thing you do want it's um it's quite remarkable how difficult parents sometimes find that you know So, the more specific you can be about what you want to happen, the easier it will be to decide how to change what you're currently doing in order to to achieve it. Because your current behaviour is dictated by your beliefs. The reason you're shouting or using the words you're using, telling them to do certain things, is because you have a belief that that it's important for them to do what you ask. Now, this belief stems from your own childhood, how you were brought up, what you consider to be of value. And important about how to bring up your children this may have come from the mores of the culture you're from the area or region or who you spent time with in your environment if what you're doing is not working then look at that underlying belief for this behavior Are you sure your underlying belief is sound could you be carrying forward into the present a belief that belongs in the past look back at the situation you've written about And list all the beliefs that underpin your thinking. What do you hold in your head about what should happen in that situation? So write down, I believe that dot dot dot. I believe that dot dot dot. I believe that dot dot dot. Write down your beliefs about the thing that you want to change. And think about where have those beliefs come from? Are they still valid for you today? Are they serving you well, or are they actually making life more difficult? I do remember when mine were little that I had this belief that homework had to be done. You know, the moment they got back from school, it's sort of right home, snack, um, something to drink, and let's get homework done. But actually that didn't work because um, I've got four children, and um, two of them um, actually found that, especially the boys, found that after school they may have had sports activities, they were really tired. Once they'd had a snack and, and, and everything, you know, they practically wanted to go to bed. Uh, they certainly wanted to play and relax after school and so on, have some sort of chill time. So that wasn't a good time for doing homework. And one needs to be perhaps a little flexible. Um, and both of them did their homework in the morning um, over the breakfast table. So having sort of, you know, school homework stuff and sort of toast and uh, eggs and goodness knows what else. All a bit of a mess. Um, But um, it was done and it was done while they were fresh. Um, So, you know, when you're thinking about what it is you want to change, think about what when you're thinking about flexibility and and what you could do instead. Be really flexible and open to, you know, what they would work for them. Um, rather than just simply sticking to what you believe to be the right way of doing it because really there are no particularly right ways they're just different ways so think about are those beliefs that you've got about that thing are they serving you well or making life more difficult could you rethink a belief so that you could make other choices of behavior whenever you find yourself thinking i should dot 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 change it there aren't that many shoulds you know when we think about changing it and we change it to I could do, then you give yourself permission to do something different or at a different time in a different way. You give yourself flexibility. You know, I could do my homework now or I could do my homework in the morning. and um, I could do my homework um, after I have run around the garden, after I've chilled for a bit. So just change your shoulds to, to coulds. Um, Shoulds in many ways are described as sort of like toxic words because they they really trap you, don't they? They really put you in a stuck place where you've got not much wiggle room. So do your beliefs limit your choice of behavior? Increase your options and change your behavior to get the result you want. And of course, this is an excellent challenge for children. How often do they repeat the same behavior, get the same result and wish they would got another one? They have the same choices as you. Ask them what they want to happen in the situation. Ask them to describe it in detail, even act it out if that helps. I often do that with my clients. We don't want to just sit there looking at each other you know sitting on chairs you know therapy nowadays is is very relaxed we can walk around the garden and talk we can um, move around we can do a bit of acting do a bit of drama a bit of art and so on and this really opens up possibilities and we don't there's not only one way of doing it after all if if you don't show flexibility in how you're uh, working and talking with a child how can you expect them to be flexible in the options they have. So ask them what they could do differently to make this result happen for them. Discuss with them their different options, how likely each one would bring about the outcome they desire. I often suggest that they um, think up the number of options of the age they are. So I was talking to a client this morning and their child was nine years old and I suggested that they think of nine different ways to address a particular problem and to, to become a problem solver to imagine you know who's their favorite detective you know is it poirot or the person from midsummer murders or um whoever else is a sherlock holmes of course and they can sort of get that whole magnifying glass and pretend they're a detective and sort of think oh you know be really curious What are the different ways I could do this? What are my other options? Um, And of course, the more options we have, the better. So discuss with them their options and how likely each one would bring about the outcome they desire. And of course, with that, we need to recognise that there's no failure, only feedback. Maybe their their option won't work. Maybe they'll find that it didn't work and you need to try another one. And that's fine. That's all part of the learning process. So this process requires that they step into the shoes of the other people involved in the situation as well, rather than just look at it from their point of view. And this is an enormously powerful tool that they can learn as a toddler and apply throughout their life. So this was the first presupposition. If you always do what you've always done, then you'll always get what you've always got. And it's taken from the Engaging NLP for Parents uh, workbook that you can buy from my website. Which is www.nlpfamily.com. Um, you can also, of course, get it from pretty much any bookshop um, or from uh, Amazon. Or the book depository actually uh, sells books without uh, having to charge for shipping, which is Good. So, I'll leave you with that one, and I'm curious as to um, which uh, which situation you may be thinking of changing. Do get in touch and let me know. Bye.